Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. All right, good to go. What's up, man? It's a wonderful day. It is. Um, I can't believe we're recording uh, episode three already out of the series that we just kind of, you know, started talking about over the summer, later at the end, towards the end of the summer, basically in fall, as far as this whole project. And now this is like episode three. We talked about mental health. We talked about taking care of yourself. We've talked about where, how that's going to transition now into, um, you know, your physical health as well, right? Yeah. Well, we talked about failures. That's last true. time a lot yeah, and did. i think when we talk about uh physical help health we have to acknowledge that um probably all of us have really failed in that area many many times and so i kind of want to just start with it like hey use that now like use that as if you're failed if you're not in the health or or condition you want to be or you should be in because i, I believe that there's a level that we sh- as men as mm-hmm. providers as leaders that we, we should have a certain physical health that we're in. I, I believe that very strongly. So if you failed, it's no big deal. Just use it as a catalyst. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, uh, that's actually a really good point because that, that was some, like one of the main topics we were really hitting on last week. And, um, you know, it's, for me, it's pretty personal. You know, I've got, you know, I've got some f- close friends and, and family that are kind of going through this right now. And, you know, and they're kind of swimming in that, <laughs> <laughs> that that theme of failure, right? Yep. And 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 what's funny is is we talked last week about failure being this thing where you just look at the things that it's it's not this like you know um, epic catastrophic thing. It's a um, here's the experience. What did I do well? What did I not do well? And then look, you know, learn from it and grow. Right. Well, working out is kind of the same thing because you have to know going in, having a mindset of of training that you're going to fail in your training right? It's actually part of your program. If you actually are following like a strength program or anything else too, like you're going to train like, okay, today we're doing this to failure, or we're going to do this and we're going to do a linear progression and keep adding weight every couple of days. But eventually you're going to fail. Like you can't just infinitely like add weight over and over. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So you actually almost have to like embrace it. You have to be comfortable with it. You have to uh, learn how to work with it. Yeah. Let me add to that because there's a statistic out there that most like, especially in corporations or in small business, you know, bigger small businesses, as you grow through the ladder, you'll likely be promoted to past your ability. You'll likely be, be, be promoted if you are good and you're, you're hustling and you're doing what you need to do. You'll, you'll actually, you'll thrive in a position, but you'll thrive in it because that's where you're at. Mm -hmm. So you'll be promoted above it. And so you will fail when that happens. And what do you do? You don't give up. You just keep pushing and moving to where you become proficient in that. So this is, this is so um, encompassing, all encompassing in everything that we do. And I uh, like health, fitness. So let me, let me lay out to you. I, for at least two years have done a 45 minute brisk walk every morning at 45 minutes to an hour of weight lifting, lifting heavy weights, doing core work, accessory work along with it. And then uh, typically we'll rock uh, or do another really long walk that's even faster or something. So I, there's no lack 
for me of physical fitness activities going on. Now I added mountain biking. So, you know, if you were to add up hours and it's probably three, an average of three hours a day, Mm -hmm. which is beautiful. I love that I've made the time and, and figured the time out for that but I failed in nutrition <laughs> and that's really important in the whole health concept as well. Like I understand all the nutritional concepts, but um, you know, there's just this continuous grow, growth process that we have to go through. So I'm using that failure as a catapult now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely one of those things where you, like you're always going on this journey of, of trying to like refine and improve and refine and improve. Right. You know, and, and, um, it sounds like you've got like the perfect setup with like where you are with your workouts and, and even having time to throw in stuff. Like, like I saw, uh, getting back into mountain biking again, which is something you have a passion for. And like you said, you used to own a bike store, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's five awesome. years. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like a big part of your life, you know, and that's actually also like one of those things where you're you're finding things that uh, you enjoy doing as well, and they have a passion for, but it's also um, it's giving you a benefit. And I think when we talked about last week and the week before about like where to start with whether it's like changing your life, whether it's trying to dig yourself out of a depression, um, you know, focusing on your past failures or. Uh, or even like you're in a good place mentally, but you don't know where to start on how to pursue like maybe a new career path or how to get like what we're talking about today, which is like your own physical health. Um, you know, starting with something that you might be comfortable with already or familiar actually is a better term I'm thinking about. Not comfortable, but familiar with, right? Yeah. That'd be more where to start. Where it's like that path of least resistance to kind of build a a program, right? Um, like our coaches always talk about like strength coaches. We talk about like the best, there's no perfect program. The perfect program is the one that gives you the highest compliance from your client. Right. hundred percent. So, yeah. So that's kind of really what you're looking for. You have a base element of what you're trying to do, but the, you know, you really want to kind of fine tune it to compliance. Like if I do this program this way for this client, then I know based on their history that they're going to, um, they're going to have a higher success rate as far as sticking to the program because of like, this is going to fit with their lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing. And that's one reason, like, I don't even count. Like yesterday I went for a, a rock <clears throat> Saturday. I went, no, I didn't go mountain biking. Uh, Friday I went mountain biking. Uh, that rock and those mountain bikes mm-hmm. were outside of my normal workout routine because those are things I just absolutely enjoy. So if you enjoy something like cycling, it's not always going to work perfectly because there's weather conditions, there's travel conditions. If you're into mountain biking, there's all these things. So you're not really right. setting yourself up for for success if that's your only plan. So for me, I've built this foundation of things that I like are absolutes that weather won't interrupt. I can do in shorter time if I need to. I can do when I travel, which is really important. And then those are just added bonuses. Those are flow state times for me. So re maybe even like restructuring how you're doing this to to find the highest compliance is super important. And like look, I think a lot of guys who are really out of shape think they need to go do jujitsu or CrossFit or uh, marathons to get in shape. And that's an absolute fallacy. That is not the best are necessarily the place to start. Can you start in those places? Yes. But will the compliance occur? Eh, You know, definitely on the individual. Right. So, I mean, for me, it's like uh, people like, where do I start? Just walk, like get out and get a nice little pace going. Mm -hmm. And then when that gets easy, throw on a backpack and a rock or a book, then add more books and then buy a a rock weight. I mean, you're in it 45 bucks or whatever. Right. And, 
um, you can go months and months and get massive benefits to that. But what's going to happen when you've done that and made it part of your routine is you're going to want more because you're going to, you're going to max out. You're going to, you're going to like, okay, now I'm ready for more. And you're going to have that confidence to step into a gym and say, Hey, here's look what I've done. But some people need to just go straight to the gym and get, get somebody to be accountable for. I'm not downplaying that, but I just want people to do what's going to work with their yeah. time. Yeah. The, uh, that concept of, uh, of just like those rock hikes, they're, they're so simple. Right. And there's not a, that's definitely one of those things that's a, a low barrier entry, right. As far well, as it's not limiting to equipment, it's not limiting to location. Um, you know, it's, it's very simple, you know, whether you live somewhere where there's actual trails to hike or hell, just find a, you know, find a hill or a driveway or anything where you can do reps and get, you know, high enough to where, um, like there's a, what's it called? What's his name? Uh, um, Sean Baker, uh, the carnivore doctor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's in his fifties, does all kinds of stuff. Right. But his rucks are his driveway. You know, he's got a little bit bigger house, but what he does is just, you know, he, you know, uh, walks backwards on the way down and then he sprints up and then just oh, wow. the way down and sprints back up again. He does like 20 of them. Then he goes inside and does like the other. So he does it as like an interval. Right. You know? So, I mean, there's so many things you can do to, get your heart rate up and actually create some resistance training that involves isn't not that much equipment, you know, to begin with. So if you are limited by that, there's, there's lots of options out there to kind of understand where you can start there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, let's, let's be honest. I live in, I don't live in the hill country in Texas. Mm -hmm. I live in Dallas, North Dallas. There's no hills. And when people (laughs) call something a hill, I laugh because I'm from the Pacific Northwest, you know, Cascade mountains. Um, but so I just go and walk on the grass along the, 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 uh, the golf course because there's up and down mounts on the mm-hmm. side and then i duck back into you know green space and i found a route that takes me an hour and there's no hills but i'm just going to keep my pace as fast as i can and i'm going to con- continue to increase the weight in my pack and so it is it's just literally just move like start just just move yeah <laughs> excuses i mean the entry barrier entry i mean i just wore regular old nikes when i first started doing that Sure. Now I have special shoes for it, but you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, it's uh, I th- I think what is really going to help is um, you know, one, you find something that you have a little bit of uh, enjoyment out of, right? But two, uh, and this is where um, I think both of us can speak to this with our background in fitness, uh, is if you don't have some kind of program or you don't have some kind of buy-in in what you're doing, whether it's uh, you know, uh, paying a trainer, paying a coach. A membership fee, uh, you know, or something that doesn't cost anything like financially, but um, like a workout partner, yeah, uh, like a workout partner where like you guys are keeping each other accountable to get going. Those things are really important. So, uh, you know, if you are looking for a workout partner and you can't find one, or you don't have anybody that wants to do it, or the timeways doesn't work, there's a ton of great options on um, social media as far as workout groups go, and you know, people look for that. There's you know, if it's something in a gym that you belong to, then, you know, there's other options there. Uh, if it's a matter of like, you have no problem working out by yourself, right. But you don't know where to go or like how to progress in a program. That's where you can start looking online and, and, uh, looking for things, um, to actually have like a program. So you actually are progressing. We have a progressive program. That's, it's not just coming in and doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Cause that's where for the most people, at least in my experience, client wise and people I knew at the gym would just phase out because, stop seeing results 
and, and results isn't necessarily always body composition. It's like, have I gotten stronger? Um, uh, is, you know, is my cardio better when I do this hike or I do this run or, um, can I do more reps with this weight, you know, in this motion, you know, like whatever it is, right. Range of motion, all those things, like some kind of progress. You want to be able to see that and to see it, you got to have to measure it, which means you're following a program. Well, here's, <clears throat> here's the way I look at it. One, um, you know, my nutrition is, I know how to do nutrition. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just, finding what works for me and staying in compliance. Uh, so my whole thing is anytime my kids want to play, which they're older now, so that changes. Can I do it without getting tired? Can I move through the house efficiently? And can I move things? Like if I need to move a couch, is it, is it limiting? Uh, and, and then like, <clears throat> can I just go for a hike? What if my kid just wants to go for a hike? Can I just go for a hike and can I succeed at it? And the answer for me is always going to be yes. I'm never going to let that slide there. Even when, even when I tore this a few months ago, I tore um, a quadricep muscle, which was excruciating and walking sucked. <laughs> and now I have a massive lump in my leg and I'll never look normal again. But, uh, like a golf ball. Yeah, nice around there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still working out. I'm, and so I'm taking, and when I'm doing weights, I'm sitting on the bench and doing isolated shoulder press. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know, all those things where I'm just, re- there's really like in my group, uh, every week I'll ask how their physical fitness process is cut co- progress is coming. People are like, well, I got injured, so I'm not doing anything. I'm like, shame on you. Like there's research that shows that you will maintain muscle mass, even by working a different area. Your left arm is work bad, work your right arm. Like there's just no excuse not to, but for me, it's that baseline of functionality in life. If, mm-hmm. if somebody wants to pick up a basketball game, I don't want to be sucking air. I suck at basketball, but I don't want to be sucking air and not be able to participate with friends. And I'm rounding 48 here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's where I find functionality. The other one is safety and, and protection. Like for me, it's really important that if a situation were to happen in my house, and this is probably where, uh, BJJ would really help me move even yeah. further is can I outrun? Can I crunch the guy in the nuts and, and hold him tight until somebody gets there? Can I protect my family? And I'm, that's sure. not just physical fitness, but that is a very basic element. And so that to me is really important. We had a gal here that lives in a ridiculously nice neighborhood. I probably the cheapest house is, you know, 1.5 million yeah. in a very, very, very high end community here. And it's gated, it's protected. And she got, she got attacked a week and a half ago. A guy laced up on drugs. She lives nowhere near where this would be happening. Someone came into her her house, had literally pulled out about a quarter of her hair from her head in the attack. And finally her husband um, came in. She's just got pummeled, um, came in and I'm like, and my mind goes around, got to be prepared for those moments. Yeah. hundred percent. You have to, um, you know, and that, that gets to a, Conversation out later, you know the uh, the firearms and first mm-hmm. second amendment there, right? You know, being being prepared, but it's yeah. it's, it's actually really interesting you brought that up because uh, I've had this conversation with a couple people that are close to me um, in, in a not so friendly way. The conversation, which was, and it it came from a place of of extreme frustration on my end because of how much I care about these people, right, and. You know, basically, I, I'm just sitting there saying, like, you know, like, what would you do in this type of situation? You know, I can't remember exactly what led us to this conversation, but like, you know, what would you guys do in this kind of this situation? Right. And I said, like, listen, if somebody like me, you know, um, <laughs> without any moral 
<laughs> you know, aptitude of like, you know, guidance of what I wanted to do. But like, God, 6'1", 260 pounds, right? Works out, does all kinds of stuff, right? Who has a, a semblance of training, right? Okay. If I came out to you, what are you going to do? And if you say call 911, I'm going to beat your ass with that cell phone, right? Like, <laughs> that, it's not going to work. That's, no, you can't. It can't just be that, right? So like it has to be this understanding of um, you've got to be able to at least physically I'd be able to handle myself from a standpoint of like at least, you know, mobile enough, to, you know, strong enough, uh, uh, agile enough, like whatever it is, right? To be able to handle like whatever situation kind of comes at you to the best of your ability, right? And the other thing you were talking about, um, is, you know, like where you're looking at with your quality of life as you get older, right? And how that applies to your life. You know, I was working out with uh, uh, Travis, the owner of SBG this morning, and we were just talking about like different injuries we've had, you know, in our, um, you know, in our adult life and how, how it messed with us mentally because both of them were, you know, I'm, I just turned 42, he's 47. And uh, how when you get hurt, when you actually get injured, not hurt, like, you know, when we're active, like you, you know, like you ride your bike, you CrossFit, you, um, you know, you train, you hike, you do all those things too. You're always hurt, hurting, right? And yes. it's like there's some soreness, there's some stiffness, oh, tweak, right? But like those are good things to have. That means like I like you did you, like you earned that from activity. It didn't come from inactivity. You don't have a um, you know, uh, <laughs> what do they call those? Just like a like a sore from sitting too long. You know what I mean? Or you're not type two diabetic, you know, because you're a hundred pounds overweight. It's just it's like that's earned, you know, soreness, earned, you know, pain, like you know, discomfort, right? Yeah. But injuries, like an actual injury, like torn rotator cuff, like torn quad muscle, like those kinds of things. When you do that in your 40s, like as a man, it it can mess with you mentally a little bit because all of a sudden, like now you really are limited in what you can do. It's not something you can just grit through, right? Like the muscles disconnected from the bone. It's not going to work, right? <laughs> you have to heal. You know? <laughs> so I think that's where people can really, um, on the other end of the spectrum, this conversation of like, maybe you do have, uh, you have been working out, but then you suffered some type of catastrophic injury and you've let that dictate the terms like going forward. Like, oh, I used to do this. I can't anymore because I got hurt or I got injured. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where the failure conversation comes back mm -hmm. in because when that happened to me and I thought back, where was the failure? The failure was in my mobility and um, flexibility. Right. So, and usually I warm up and I didn't warm up. So that's on me 100%, mm -hmm. but it's looking at why you failed at it and moving forward and above and, and, and getting in, in a better place. So it doesn't happen again, but man, aches and pains mean you're alive. Yeah. And, and I, you know, like, um, have a little issue with my back and I go mountain biking and I'm, I'm hurting for like five hours. Like it's mm -hmm. intense pain. It's just not doing any damage to me. It's just no. pain. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think the, the health, uh, fitness on the, on the aspect of prep, general preparation, Hey, like, Hey, if you're listening, you don't like guns, like, okay there's really cool tasers you can buy. That's just going to incapacitate somebody, but here's the deal. You have to have training. All of this is training. You have to be mm -hmm. trained. Um, uh, I prefer a gun, but <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> that's right. You're in Texas. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. And, and I teach my kids, my boys how to use sure. them. Um, yeah. Every single one that's in the, in the gun case, it's there's a, a, that's all a preparation talk, but, but also the, emotional, uh, psychological, mm -hmm. psychological benefits of health movement are massive 
like, look, if you're afraid to die because of COVID, uh, you should be, if you have comorbidities, how do you get rid of comorbidities is you probably need to move and get outside. Yeah. So like there's so much around, uh, the benefits of health that it's an, an absolute must. There's, there's zero give in my opinion that that's, that's an important thing. No, it, it makes sense. Um, I think, uh, I think I, I, I've yet to see somebody really pull themselves out of a hole, like mentally, you know, like a, like a depression where there wasn't something uh, that was addressed with the solution to that, where f- physical fitness didn't kind of come into play. And I'm not saying um, like you can't be mentally healthy if you aren't physically healthy. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that they're connected. Right. And if you are suffering from like depression, if you're suffering from, you know, this uh, inability to kind of get out of your own way, this, this feeling of consistent failure of like, like a purpose in your life. Well, I think any psychologist or psychiatrist worth their salt is going to tell you like one of the things you have to do is, um, you know, when you feel like all you're doing is losing, losing, losing is like start giving yourself some wins. I mean, even, even like as a business coach, you tell clients, um, you know, write things down, check them off, like right? complete tasks, like completing tasks. Like this is scientifically proven, like being, like being task oriented and completing tasks, just the simple thing of like, I wrote something down and then I checked it off. Check it off. You do that repeatedly over and over again. It's a healthy habit to build. And then you build on that foundation as well. Yeah. Yeah. We go down a massive rabbit or a rabbit trail there. I train people on. That's the one thing I do is teach them how to be more productive, right? Not just use lists, but, uh, raise that roof to a super high, uh, efficiency system. But, um, but yeah, I think next time we talk, we should come back with like action steps, like things that people can do depending on Mm -hmm. where they're at and what, you know, maybe, maybe where to start. And if you already are started, how maybe to elevate, which I think is something I'm always looking into is how do I elevate what I'm doing and keep it fresh and interesting and, um, develop new muscle patterns and abilities, which is really important. Yeah, you know what? I think it'd be good is if uh, each one of us threw out a uh, a question on our uh, social media and start get, get a little bit of feedback of what you know people that listen to this and uh, that follow us uh, what they do. You know, as far as like their daily activity or something that they do as well. You know, it'd be good to get some of the top ones and, and put it together with the show and throw it together with some steps like we were talking about. Okay, cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So if you're listening, go find that post and and do this. Uh, I kind of do that every week, but I'm, uh, that's a little more specific. So I, I can't wait to actually ask that. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks everybody. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.